0: Okay, we're in the middle of a parenting series, and today we're going to talk about uh, having a happy, healthy home. And so, um, when the girls were uh, a bit younger, we went to a, um, um, what's it called, a graduation. And so, I, you know, knowing how kids can get fidgety and that sort of thing, I, I had a little conversation with them, and I said, now, we're going to go to a graduation, and here's what you can expect. There's a guy that's going to talk, and... The odds of him being boring are really high. It's going to be boring. And he's going to like to hear himself talk, so he's going to go really long because they think they're funny, but they're not. And so just don't just don't keep asking if it's almost over because I won't know and and it just it's annoying. So don't do that. And Mallory, our number two daughter, looked at me and she said, well, Daddy, we sit through your sermons every week. So I was like... That would have been funny, but she was 24 uh, when she told me that. So really, it, it was very nice. Um, we're talking a little bit about a recipe for a healthy, happy home. Because one thing you want when you get older, like me, is you want your kids that are away to want to come back. Do you want them to Now, some of you I know, have families that never move. They never go away. And I, I get that, but for us, we've got one kid in Michigan, we've got one kid in Ohio, we've got one kid in Tennessee. And what we want for them is, we want to create a home where they feel welcomed and wanted to come back. And really, we want we wanted to create a home for them that, that would be a model for their homes, and we hope that we've done that. And so today, we're going to kind of look at this recipe. My wife is a great cook, and she makes a lot of stuff, and, and she'll find recipes online. She made it like an apple crisp thing the other day, which is really, really good. And I, I can't do that kind of thing, but Miriam is good at it, and so... We're going to look at sort of a formula. Here is a way to create a home, a healthy, happy home that your kids will um, enjoy living in and will want to come back to if they ever, ever move away. And so we're going to give you four things today. It's, it spells out the acrostic. Uh, one of our staff people, Chris, loves acrostics, and so I did this for him. So he really does I'm just making up. All right, so H, the H. Have fun together. Proverbs 17:22 says a cheerful heart is good medicine. <laughs> it reminds me of a story. Um, there was this uh, older couple they met in the uh, retirement home and and one was a widow and one was a widower and they sort of talked a bit and they, they decided they wanted to get married. Now they're in their, they're in the mid 80s and you know for whatever reason they decided marriage was a good thing for them. And so they're they're walking down the road and they're holding hands and they're talking about the wedding. And they, they come up on a drugstore that's sort of the, around the corner from where they live. And so uh, they, they walk in, and, and the older guy, his name is John. John says to the uh, proprietor behind the, the the counter, he says, is this your store, is this your shop? And, and the pharmacist said, well, yes, it is. And so John begins to ask him questions like, do you have medicine for you know rheumatism? And the guy would say, well, yeah, we have, we have medicine for that. Well, do you have medicine for heart conditions and well yes we do if you have a heart condition we have medicine for that do you have medicine for the sugar diabetes he said the sugar diabetes the, for the sugar diabetes we both got it pretty bad and he was like yes we have all that and and so he, on and on he kept asking questions do you have stuff for gas and you know you have you have stuff for you know loose bowels and all these you know the uh, personal questions and after a while, the, the, the guy said, do you want to start an account? I mean, why are you asking this? And he said, no, we, we just want, to, we want this to be where our wedding registry is. So uh, we want to make sure we got the right spot. So um, it's proven, I know it's funny, it's funny. Uh, it's proven that people who laugh are less stressed and more... Now, there's a sort of idea out there that Christians are people who walk around looking for a funeral to attend. It's like we're always sad. They've evidently never heard that song about we got the joy, 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 joy down in our hearts because really joy should be kind of who we are. A cheerful heart really is good medicine. And Jesus said this. Oh, I should have had that up on that story. Sorry. Uh, Jesus said, I have come in order that you might have life, life in all its fullness. Jesus didn't come so that we would be moping Around all the time. Now that doesn't mean we won't have difficulties. I'm not saying your life is going to be problem-free, but what I am saying is creating a home where there's fun. And that doesn't mean you know you have to do pranks on each other and all that stuff. But just have a home where you do things together, where where your kids want to, to be with you. In our family, we do lots of hikes. We hike together. Anytime the girls are home, we'll hike. And some of our best memories are from hiking. We'll talk about, you know, hey, we went on this hike at Christmas three years ago, and we nearly died on this hike, you know, three years ago, two years ago, and there was one Christmas hike that was really, really hard up on um, Jones Gap, and we hiked forever, and And we talk about that. And one time we went to DuPont Forest, and there's a lot of uh, waterfalls there, and and our oldest said, yeah, you can see six waterfalls in a matter of three miles or something. It's like, wow, that's cool, so... We saw six waterfalls, but by the time the day was over, it was 13 miles, and so she lies. Uh, but uh, but we, we remember those things because it's memorable. Um, the Capizos came today. Where are you all, the Capizo family? Oh, oh here. Um, how many kids did you have in your car? Eight? Yeah. Um, they're going to remember that. uh. uh. They're gonna remember uh, coming to church in a car with eight kids. It's kind of super cool, you know. It's like, okay, I'm gonna remember that. That's a kind of a good thing. And and I don't you remember the stuff you did with your family? I mean, we got to do stuff together. Look at what it says in in Philippians two: when you do things, do not let selfishness or pride be your guide. You might be saying, "Well, I don't like doing that stuff." Okay, well, don't do it for you. Do do it for your family. Be humble and give more honor to those uh, others. uh, Give more honor to others than to yourself. Do not be interested only in your own life, but be interested in the lives of others. Give them the gift of you. Uh, Give them time. Do stuff together. Um, This Christmas, we've decided we're not going to exchange gifts. We're we're going to rent a cabin. Uh, in the mountains of North Carolina somewhere, and all the girls are going to meet us at this cabin, and, and we're going to just play games and hang out and hike, and we're not going to exchange gifts because the greatest gift is just to be together. So we're just going to spend time together. One of the things you've got to understand is you need to be together and do things together and play games. And, and, and you know, it's it's not, I'm going to have fun doing my thing, and you're going to have fun doing your thing, and we're going to be in the same house, and we're going to call that having fun together. It's not having fun together. You go do stuff together, and so you, you go to an apple orchard, or you go, whatever else there is to do around here, uh, you tube together, or whatever there is to do, is there anything else to do, in, uh, but we, uh, we hike, I know it's a great place, um, do stuff together, I mean, I know they have concerts and this stuff that I don't particularly care about, we don't do it, but that doesn't mean you don't do it, because you all might like that, do stuff that you like to do. We've always taken the girls with us to do things. Um, a couple of years ago, we got to, we were in uh, Kentucky in th- at Thanksgiving, and and Kentucky was playing basketball that day, and uh, during Thanksgiving, you can get tickets because all the kids are, all the students, uh, UK students are out of town, and I, I, I stood in the student section because that's what two of my girls wanted to do. Mallory and, and Janelle were with me, and we st- do you know how long a game is when you're standing? It is stupid long. I mean, it's insane. And Just to be honest with you, there wasn't that much to cheer about. I mean, it's like, oh, my word. You know why we didn't sit down? There were no seats. There weren't even any seats. When they said standing, the standing section, I thought, well, you all can stand and I'll just sit. I was, I was thinking that might be a plan. It wasn't a plan because there was no seats. And so you go there. But Here's what I remember about that. Every time I looked at my kids, they had the biggest smiles on their faces. Now, I, I really, they're not here. I didn't enjoy it that much. I didn't enjoy the game that much. I enjoyed them a lot. The two things that were most fun about that game, we were close enough to hear Cal, uh, to hear Cal yell. That uh, was really fun. Uh, uh, what are you doing? I love that. It was great. And I loved hearing the coach coach, and then every time I looked at my kids, they, they were smiling. And, and, oh, and I got ice cream. So really, those three things. That was great. It was a really good, good event for us. You do things with your kids. And I've, I've talked about this a ton, too. you got to make mealtime a priority. I think this is the third time I've said it. It is so important to sit down together and to put, turn your phones off and just to talk about your day, our life. We, we have a great house because we have a back porch. And for most of the year, we can sit on the back porch. Even when it's hot, it's in the shade, and we have a fan. And we take meals on the back porch because there's no television and there's no nothing And they're just birds and squirrels and trees and us. And we just, we love having meals together. It's an opportunity for us to sort of say time out to life. Let's just talk about today or let's talk about your sisters or let's talk about, you know, anything we want to talk about. But let's take time together. Reminds me of a story. A little boy, he was praying, four years old, he was praying over the meal and and they you know they ask everybody to pray every once in a while so he prayed and this prayer he was praying for everybody thank you for you know every friend he would name every friend and then he named all of his sisters and brothers and and siblings and grandparents he's named everybody and then then he gets off on the food he started he's naming everything they're having that day lord thank you for the turkey thank you for the dressing thank you for cranberry sauce and then he, he kind of stops and everybody's got their head bowed, and they all look at him because he took forever. And he looked at his mom, and he said, Mama, if I, if I thank God for the broccoli, won't he know I'm lying? And which is really, it's a great, great teaching opportunity. And the answer to that is yes. Uh, God doesn't even expect you to thank him for broccoli. So number one, uh, have a happy, make it happy at your home. Have, uh, have joy, have fun at your house. The, other, the second one is offer love unconditionally. There's two kinds of love out there. It's kind of conditional or, or unconditional. Sometimes the conditional love is called contractual. And the idea is if you do this, then I will love you. Now, most parents, most parents offer unconditional love, but sometimes it comes across like you've got to perform in order to please me or, to, or in order to win my favor. This is why a lot of people sort of get confused about, about uh, being a Christian. How do, you, how do you be a Christian? Because... Maybe their parents sort of uh, sent the message that it's contractual, you have to perform in order for me to love you. So we sort of get in our minds, well, I'm going to have to perform for God to love me. That's not the way it works with God. In, In fact, Jesus modeled it. If you'll recall, Jesus said this, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this all men will know you're my disciples if you love one another. And I want you to think about, when I think about people that Jesus interacted with, there's a guy named Simon Peter, and Simon Peter was sort of brash, and he was young. Do you give young people a pass? I mean, we really should give young people a little bit of a pass on being stupid, because you're just stupid when you're young. And back when I was a kid, you didn't have a phone to video it. And, and so if you're 20 years old, you might make a mistake, and it's like, okay, well, you're young, I, I mean, you're just not smart enough yet. And so Peter was young. And Peter said, you know, Lord, if everybody else falls away, I'm not going to fall away, and I'll, I'll go with you, and I'll die with you. And Jesus said, dude, tonight, before the rooster before the morning happens, before the rooster crows, you're going to disown me three times. And Peter was like, no, man, it's never going to happen. And then Peter disowned him three times. And then the rooster crowed, and it says Peter, when, the, when he heard the sound and he saw Jesus, he ran out and wept bitterly and he was broken because he had made promises <laughs> he had written his his voice had written checks that his body didn't keep and he had overpromised and underdelivered and and Jesus restored him on the beach sea of galilee peter and jesus had this encounter and and Jesus modeled this love one another it doesn't say love one another As long as they're doing what you want them to. Or love one another when they're good to you. Or love one another unless they betray you. Because if he had said that, he wouldn't have had to love Simon Peter. Because Simon Peter really betrayed him. Jesus loved Judas. He washed his feet the night he was betrayed. Jesus loved people. It wasn't contractual, it was unconditional. And so Jesus models this for us. And one of the things, Dad, you've got to do is tell your daughters because... If you don't tell them, they're going to look for it someplace else. Love is in words and love is in action. And so you do things with them. And one of the reasons we talked about just a second ago, do stuff together, to to make memories is so that um, they know you love them, which is the third thing. The third thing is you make memories together. Wow. Make memories together. All right. There's a family that decided to kind of get away, right? They, they, they'd had it with the city. They just didn't love it anymore, and they wanted to move out of the, to the country and kind of make their own way. They're going to buy a ranch and have cattle and all that stuff. And so they move, and some friends from the city come out to see how they've adjusted about six months later. And they talk to the dad, hey, how's it going? And he said, it's going great. We love it out here It's slower pace. We like it a whole lot. He's like, well... What, what's the name of your ranch, and so they get into this sort of conversation. He said, well, I wanted to name it the flyin' W, and my wife wanted to name it the Susie Q, and one of the kids wanted to name it the Bar J, and one of the kids wanted to name it the Lazy Y. He said, well, wh- what did you name it? Did you come to a conclusion? He said, yeah, we named it the Flying W, Susie Q, Bar J, Lazy Y Ranch. And the guy said, well, it's kind of long. And he said, yeah, oh, it's kind of long. He said, well, I don't see any cattle. He said, yeah, none of them are lasting through the branding. Uh, so, uh, uh, so the Bible tells us a truly wise person uses few words, and I think you could add, especially when branding. So you have to, you know, kind of, but making memories is super important. That's why you do stuff together. You do stuff together. In Deuteronomy, it says, be very careful never to forget. The Bible tells us over 160 times to never to forget, to remember this. The Bible talks about, hey, you set up remembrances. You you mark this day. The reason they had festivals was to remember stuff. Passover was a remembrance of God's deliverance out of Egypt. So over and over and over again, we're instructed, do not forget these days here it says be very careful never to forget what you've seen the lord do for you do not let these things escape from your minds as long as you live and be sure to pass them on to your children and to your grandchildren and so you you establish you establish days memories. Hey, let's remember this day. Now, we do that with ba- uh, with uh, birthdays. I mean, I get all that. In my family, we have a couple of extras. November 1, we call it Celebrate Life Day. Um, back in 2002, I don't remember now the date, a long time ago, uh, our, I had my two oldest kids in the car, and I've told you about this before, we had an accident, and the people in the other car perished and we survived, and we celebrate that day as Celebrate Life Day. Every November 1st, we'll get texts from each other, and, and we'll, we will remember that day because that was the day God spared our lives. This is the same thing the Bible tells us to do. Rem, have days of remembrance. July 3rd for me is a day I remember because that's when I had my heart attack. And I, I celebrate by having ribs uh, because um, it's kind of next to your heart, so I kind of think that makes sense. Uh, we, we celebrate these things. And the, the Bible tells us to remember stuff. And today we're going to take communion because it's kind of in the middle of the service, just so you know, we're, we're not quite done. But we're going to take communion because the Bible tells us to remember things. And so, when you take communion, one of the instructions in Scripture is you don't want to take it flippantly, you, you want to consider it. And so what I want us to do for the next uh, little bit, not not too long, but maybe for 30 seconds, Chris, if you could play some music for us, and, and we're just going to sort of settle accounts with the Lord. Uh, you know, Maybe there's something you need to say, Lord, I, I've kind of been holding this back, and you know it already, and I need to confess it, and let's just get the slate clean. Let's just make it clean. And so we're going to do that, and we're going to kind of prepare our hearts for communion, and in just a second we're going to all take it together, and I'll tell you, I'll instruct you a little bit on that. But take a couple of minutes, because communion is a time for us to remember. As the Scripture just said, don't ever forget. And Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. And we make memories with our families, yes, but also we make memories that say, you know what, I want to remember what Christ has done for me. So if you would, let's just take a a little bit of time to be quiet together, bow our heads, and prepare our hearts to take communion. Good memories Good memories redirect our emotions and our actions back to where they need to be. One of the funniest things about being around my family when I go back home for Thanksgiving or whenever I'm there, they will tell the same stories over and over. I don't know if you all have that in your family, but they like these stories and they tell them all the time. And you want to know what I like about those stories is I know them and I like them all the time too because they're telling them mostly about my kids or something I did and I love to hear about me. And so uh, uh, we, we like this idea of remembering. If we would just take the time to do it. And so like I said before, you, you celebrate. You return to locations. One of the things that we do, uh, we've done with the kids is we've taken them back to churches that we pastor before or where we lived before. Uh, we had the good privilege of going back to... Um, Michigan last year, and reconnecting with some friends that we had while we lived in Michigan, and, and those are great memories that we have. Over 1,500 school children were asked by a couple of social scientists, what, what, what do you think makes a happy family? That was the question, and the children didn't list a lot of money or a, lot, a big house or anything like that. Their most frequently given answer was doing things together, doing things together. So you make memories, and finally you elevate the Lord. Here's what I know about my relationship with my wife and my kids and God's relationship with my wife and my kids. He loves them more than I do. He loves them more than I ever will be able to. I love them. He loves them more. He always has and He always will. And to elevate the Lord means I sort of yield my kids. I, I surrender my wife and my kids. I I, I, I yield them to the Lord. I, I lay My family at the Lord's feet, Joshua gave this challenge uh, many, many years ago, and he said, choose for yourself this day whom you'll serve. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord, and it is a decision that we make. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Throughout Scripture, the Bible tells us that we're to bring our children up to love Jesus, Uh, We've seen this verse a couple of times in this series. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength. These commands that I give you today are to be upon your hearts and press them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. And what he's saying is make your spiritual life your life. It's not a component that you include on Sunday. It's something you do all days. You do it all the time because... Spiritual training is the responsibility of the parents. Now, we as the church want to come alongside you and provide tools and help you with that. But you're with them much more than we are. And so the burden of this responsibility falls to you. And if I want my children to be people of prayer, I have to be a person of prayer. I have to model it for them. If I want my children to be generous, they have to see me being generous and and having a light grip on things. If I want my children to read their scriptures, they have to see me read their script, read, read my scriptures. I have to model it for them. And just to be honest with you, as much as I can love my wife and my kids, I have a tendency, I think most of us do, to gravitate towards selfishness. We just sort of gravitate there. So when I hand my kids and my wife and I lay them at the Lord's feet, I am saying, Lord, you are going to take better care of them than I and help me be a part of the taking care. But I give them to you. I heard a cool story about a guy, he he goes to a, a, a building site. It happens to be they're building a church. And he asks one of the bricklayers there, hey, what are you doing? And the guy, the guy kind of looked at him and said, dude, I'm laying bricks. I mean, what does it look like I'm doing? And he went to the next guy and he said, hey, what are you doing? And the guy, he, he kind of had a sparkle in his eye and he said, I'm building a church. Now, it's a way to look at life. Are you, are you biding time or are you actually building something? Which is the question we're going to end on today. With your family, are you just making time, marking time? Or are you just sort of running out the clock? Or are you building something great with your kids, with your family? You get to choose. You get to choose. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day and all you do for us. We thank you that you love us, that you care for us, that you, you care for our families more than we ever will be able to. And as much as we love them, you love them more we thank you for that we thank you that you're trustworthy we can trust you with our families i pray that you would bless our week this week help us to serve you well help us to be patient with folks help us to um, begin or or to, to continue to create a home where our kids want to come back to we pray all of this in jesus name amen amen